But yeah, without further ado, but um, welcome everybody to the Rim Run Podcast today. I'm joined by some special guests, some lovely ladies uh, from the Bonnet Game Podcast, and I will let them do the honor, introducing themselves, letting you know who they are. And uh, if you may, ladies. All right, well, I'll go ahead and kick it off. Natural underscore wonder, the Sultan of Slander, uh, throwing it on over to Tris like we always do this time. Uh, T-Bunny in the building, keeping it real, Southside. I'm getting my hair braided while doing this, so this is for the culture. <laughs> over to Wadita. Hey, it says be love on the bird. You can follow us on Twitter at, at Bonnie Game. Shout out to my lawyer. Gonna get this check. Okay. What's, Wait, Tristan Allen Iverson? <laughs> Listen, I'm for the culture. I do this. Oh, uh, that's amazing. Why need Why you gotta shout out your lawyer? Something going on. <laughs> um, no I got deposed today. I um Only am finally. I <laughs> took a deposition. And uh, I'm trying to settle a lawsuit, basically. Oh. I thought she cleared it for us to be on this podcast. So I was like, okay, well, I need it. Man, I'm sad. <laughs> I had a smoothie today. You got what? <laughs> yeah. I, well, I hope it goes good, though. I hope it ain't nothing. Uh, don't sound like nothing bad. Or pretty sure you would have said it. But yeah. Appreciate y'all for coming on and joining me. Uh, you know, we got a, a few things I want to hit on with some things that's caught my eye, um, some things that's been happening in the NBA, in the bubble, uh, with some firings and all of that. Um, and I think, was that was that you, Juanita, I sent that clip to uh, with Stephen A. He was talking about what happened with the, uh, the game boycott and, what LeBron did and what the younger players did or I don't recall seeing that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I didn't I didn't watch that Stephen A clip. I'm kind of I was avoiding that for my own sake. I didn't know you was gonna mention it. No, it's all good. I mean that's just like a a piece of like one of the things I wanted to talk about with like the whole hot take journalism and sensationalism and being like salacious and having insiders and all that stuff. And I just wanted to see how, how did y'all, how do y'all feel about like where journalism is right now and, you know, sports media, podcasting and all that good stuff. And, um, you know, how do y'all feel about this? Um, as far as like TV and analysis and all of that, that shit's out. Like TV is all it's theater. Everything is theater. We want drama, but we don't want theater. So we want to see the rise and fall of something. We want to follow, we want a narrative, and I get that. But for us to sit up and watch people yell or go back and forth over J. Cole lyrics and who was on vacation with who and like I'm, am I watching ESPN or TMZ? And I understand the E and ESPN stands for, t- for for entertainment, but it ain't gotta be that. Blame Skip Bayless. And as somebody of my timeline always says, everything is wrestling, bro. They just care about the fucking narratives and storyline. It's really no middle ground. Like it's either really good or really bad. And I think that's lost because they be trying to get the the money and the stuff that gets the money is the salacious stuff. Shout out to that word to put that back. back. I, I stole it. Um, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. Nobody's clicking on the the articles about how Brandon Ingram grew up in you know one of the worst cities. People aren't really clicking on the you know the journalism. But when it's Ben Simmons is at the beach with Kylie Jenner or this is a horrible protest or look at me, I'm Skip Bayless, LeBron is trash, Damian Lillard, la, 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 la. Like, that's the stuff that people are clicking into. And we kind of had blame, but I'm not going to blame us. So. 
well um you know just monitoring trends and stuff within journalism like you see certain like Tris said you see certain long form sites and certain shows and what have you get shut down that we're telling those stories and doing the type of things we kind of ask them to do and I think that speaks to the fact that we're kind of in the minority like Twitter is in a sense a bubble excuse me because you go outside of it and it's a lot of people discussing sports like they see on first take so the topics being introduced on first take push the conversations off first take and it's just super weird it's like crossing over from twitter to facebook you know you you just see a completely different world so the average sports fan isn't really looking for anything besides like those hot takes and um what are we allowed to say on this podcast are you listen man you, you all good we, we people are growing they hear I don't, I don't think well my little brother but I mean, he he getting up that age, so you all good. I mean, as long as niggas you don't be reading. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. I just want to say niggas don't be reading, and I don't know if I can say niggas don't be reading, but niggas don't be reading. Shot this Where's J. Cole? So <laughs> <laughs> oh, you factor that in, in the way news is packaged and presented now, it it really just changes a lot of how we look at sports. So it has to be something that catches people's people's attention. Because niggas don't be reading. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I feel like it kind of took off when um when LeBron when he first went to Miami. Man, that jumps like mm-hmm. big business. Mm-hmm. Like you couldn't. It was like amazing, like how much the game changed the way we talk about it. The way like the NBA even present like the product to people like changed that. Like Tris said, it was like the WWF, WWE, like. It was like all villains turning heel. Um, even now, like he still can't really, and a lot of players can't shake the stink off of like that era. Like everybody catching like residuals off that mellow. It's mm-hmm. like real crazy. But I mean, it's funny that that's like a big business, and at the same time, uh, a lot of like media focusing on like the mental health of players when I feel like like y'all you know acknowledge like we all kind of feed into it too and we contribute to it but I wonder and you know I want y'all to chime in too like how does the same media who who want us to put like this big emphasis on like mental health and player wellness and not going hard on players on social media or whatever when they basically get on tv and they create like the same talking points to pretty much like, you know, put pressure on like the player's mentality when they play in the games or, you know what I'm saying? When they down in like the bubble. So how y'all feel about that? I feel like somebody should have been pulled up on them niggas because, and we talk, like I had been tweeting about this a while ago, like Stephen A. Smith should have got punched in his face for that. You know, you don't want to make an enemy out of me because yeah, you can sit there and say it's your shtick, but it's like, it's one thing for me to have a shtick with several hundred Twitter followers and it's like never getting anywhere. It's another for you to be using your national platform to call a grown man a scrub, right? And so part of his shtick is humiliating them players and, you know, being uh, verbose and calling them trash. So when that becomes your brand and that becomes what you're pushing and that's how people kind of view sports because, all right, I'm going to just say it. Look at how people see Russell Westbrook. And that's not to say that that man is without flaws, but the narrative surrounding him is just strictly, it's not nuanced in the least bit. So when you do that, you, these people got families and these people have feelings and, and thoughts and they see these things. So I think it definitely contributes to that. But like the Stephen A generation, like as we heard with Charles Barkley and stuff, like they don't they don't even really understand mental health. So they're darn sure not gonna say like, wait, me saying this on TV hurt your feelings, like boy, please. So I good luck everyone. 
Yeah, and then uh, the whole... Oh, go ahead, Whitey. I'm sorry. See, the whole thing is... It's all... It's all really just for engagement. That's all it is. It's numbers. It don't matter, like, what happens to these numbers. Like, everyone's a statistic in this scenario. And everyone has, like, feelings or whatever. But that shit don't matter. As long as they get their ratings. So, Uh you got 86 shows of white men and black men yelling at each other. You got... (laughs) (laughs) equal opportunity (laughs) you got a bunch of white shock jocks spouting off like racist like diatribes and they don't even think it's shit racist it's all kinds of bullshit shout out to Colin Cowherd um and it all it's all theater and I find that arena especially for a league with predominantly black players um, I find that arena to be a little disheartening because the media that covers them, not just the uh, the sports shows, but then you get the radio hosts and you get the journalists who think they're way more important than they are. We give you a platform. We're the reason. Yeah, okay, whatever. That's fine. Yeah, please. <laughs> but these players have a million and one people writing a bunch of words about shit they never did about them, what they could do better, and niggas is reading it, and you hearing from niggas who could never do what you did, you a bum, you trash, and it's like, wait a minute. Calm down. Like, where do we get off? Right? Like, I understand sports is emotional, I'm saying you feel a sense of community when you root for the same team. But at the end of the day, you got to understand this is a sport. These are games. These is people. Nigga, you got to watch what you say because they might respond. It's how you get a Kevin Durant. a couple other factors that go into how to get a Kevin Durant. Yeah, that too. But like, <laughs> but like nah, but seriously, but, but like outside of that, like even still, niggas talk shit about Kevin Durant all the time and then be shocked when he respond like, nigga, you said yeah. my name. Like, at what point? It, it's like, I think you can you can be like great and give analysis without being personal. Like, I know, we all know about, like, people, like, you know, certain language people use, soft language, hard language. We know when somebody's trying to be, like, personal or trying to take, like, a jab at somebody. Like, you can say, like, dude, you taking too many, like, contested threes, and by your stats, that's not a good shot, which is making you look like a bad player right now. I listen to that. I, I take that as fair. You can do that without, like Shani said, calling somebody a bum or – bringing up well I heard he got he's trying to get um, custody of his child he got some you know it get like real weird and I think like the most dangerous thing that's coming out of that is something like a lot of people was kind of um, coming out on Jalen Rose about when he did this um, I want to say it was a New York Times GQ it was some kind of interview but he was talking about how like the um the way that journalism is right now with you know a, a lot of like white writers like it's starting to leak into like front offices so now like the jocks not not the jocks the nerds like they're kind of being a barrier of entry to you know blacks who want to come into like front offices or come on coaching staffs or like you know black analysts who are trying to like come into the game and trying to find a voice like they're starting to that's starting to all spill over and before you know it, like, you know, we talked about we're having like a black coaching problem, which we already got like a black front, um, you know, a white front up front office problem um, with not having like a lot of black executives or whatnot. But before long, you know, it's going to be like the same reflection from sports journalism to like the front office. And I don't know what's going to really happen with like players when that happens. But what y'all, how y'all feel about that? 
okay, so to get back on my soapbox again, this is why I'm not cool with those Russell Westbrook takes about his low IQ. Like, again, he has flaws, yes. But, like, when you lead the assists, you're, like, one of the league leaders in assists for, like, a decade, you can't have a low basketball IQ. But, like, when you get those type of narratives and then everything's kind of sh- – it vacillates between extremes, right? It's an extreme eye test and then these extremely heavy analytics nerds who are now telling you that the eye test doesn't matter because of my calculator numbers. So I think, like, when you create certain things like that, I think it could perhaps create a negative image post-playing. And then when you have people shaping the narrative, like, you know, these Black men are this and that, the third, yeah, that might play a factor into them trying to make their next move. So I do think that we have to be careful. In addition to the fact that... um. You know, like, niggas be costing niggas money. Like, these blog boys and stuff, they get a vote in, like, all NBA and stuff like that. And I would have to pull up, you cost me a milli because your calculator told me to. So, you know, I, sorry, I can bud. see. <laughs> Since they be like, sorry, bud. Just couldn't do it. Yeah. Like, your true shooting, your, your three-point closeout, like, nigga. What Freddie Gibbs said, I'll blow your mama house up. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so I could see it spilling over. Is that what's happening now? Like, no, racism is happening now. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, but that could be an off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I'm racism is, is in the sea. Yeah. No, I, can <laughs> I can see that being an offshoot and an assistant of racism. It's, um, uh, it's, I want to say it's complicated, but I think part of the larger issue is that so much of the numbers thing is new that when these, these front office people, they think they're ahead of the curve and they think they've got something. And so they're bringing in like-minded people like them, but I don't think we've been in it long enough to where these the owners and you know president of basketball operations they begin to hire in the opposite direction so i, I want to say it's kind of a time thing and you know people like new shit and the numbers kind of help with certain not necessarily new things but it, it cleans certain things up it helps players be a little better here be a little better there but i just think i don't think enough time has passed in terms of what Jalen rose said about you know excluding black athletes, former black athletes, I think there's a lot of truth to that because as wrong as it is, nobody's looking at the athletes as the smart guy. You know what I'm saying? Like you're the, that's the, mm-hmm. the perception of the athlete. You're the athlete. Mm-hmm. I don't know if an athlete does is a numbers guy. So I'm going to go hire one of my tech bros. You know what I'm saying? Or I'm going to go hire a fucking video assistant or some shit who is not, who doesn't have the background that you have as a hooper. But, you know, they can look at numbers and apply that shit to whatever, and it bleeds down in the coaching. So, I don't know. It's complicated. I say all that to say it'll it'll balance out because, you know, basketball can only be one way for so long. And when you have teams like the Rockets and the Warriors, everybody's going to try to be like them mm-hmm. because, you know, it's such a, a quick way to success. We know that shooting more threes is successful. Like We, we see that. We've seen it proven. Because then you got niggas like the Spurs who do the complete opposite and fucking suck. So I just think, you know, once certain, like the Rockets are, that's going to be over. At some point, teams are going to be like, nah, we we don't want to do this because we don't want to be the Rockets. So then basketball turns into something else. Is that more numbers? Is it more, you know, basketball? Like, are we going back to post-ups? I don't know. But I just think it's, it's time. I won't ignore that the possible racism is racism and everything so you know me i'm quick to sprinkle that bitch up like some parsley and whatever <laughs> we talking about because it's true so yeah um it's a whole lot of factors that go into that um racism is a very big one there's also uh hiring at that level is very uh insular 
so you hire people you know like 90 percent of the time like the best job you get like or the highest paying job you get somebody gave it to you you didn't have to interview for it like that or nothing especially like in these or if you do have to interview for it you're of a select few and that's how you see certain coaches getting all kinds of looks and you get others who can't get one like Jawan Howard is rumbling around at the uh, collegiate level because he can't get an interview. Same with Patrick Ewing. And it's cool that you get all of these nerds and shit like the Raptors and the Celtics played tonight. Brad Stevens and Nick Nurse both look like they solve basketball with math. <laughs> and that's like, it's like they get on the court with a protractor and shit and it's just like, all right, cool. The trajectory... And this pass gonna drop right there. You need to be there because the fit like all right, and that's cool, but also <laughs> you gotta let people you gotta let these players teach the game. And I don't know that people realize um past the talent aspect of basketball, there is a level, there is a game that has to be played. And it's about like moving, about shifting defenses. It's about cutting, knowing, like knowing when to attack, how to do this, what reads to make, all of these other things. Like it's really chess with human bodies. And who better to teach that than the people who played that? I mean, granted, some of them suck, words to Jason Kidd, but and Mark Jackson. Oh, Jesus, this is not a good campaign. Let me roll this back Maybe racism had a point. Nick McMillan just got fired. Like, God damn. That one, no, I'll ride for that. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. He's the poster child. He's the poster child. I don't. Look. Mm-mm. Oh, did y'all did y'all see the thing about Earl Watson? That was, you know, pretty crazy too. Um, with um Robert Sarver asked him what he wanted in the fire, Rich Paul, just to, you know, get another look again. Um, when he was with the Suns, and he ended up not, you know, he you know, Earl Watson, he he had his flaws or whatever, say the least. But, you know, I thought that was super interesting and um I mean, that's just, I'd never heard of an executive doing that in my young life. Wait, he asked him to fire his agent? Yes. Wow. I will you link you on the article when, you, when we're He did done. that because Errol Watson didn't play that shit. And, you know, when you got somebody smart telling the person who you trying to demand do shit behind them, I don't know. That's what I take from it, but it's like it's shit like that, just overstepping your boundaries. Like, nigga, just first of all, you're not even good at your job, so don't be trying to be good at other shit, nigga. Be good at your original <laughs> job first. <laughs> you know, get good players. You know, uh, find good role players, draft well, nigga. Hire good coaches, which they never seem to do. Like, I don't want. Well, no, Monty solid, but oh, I'm sure you're right. But it took like twelve coaches to get to him. These niggas, hey, how you hire Luca coach and don't draft Luca? It's shit like that. That that's grounds for um, removal. You know how back in the day when they used to go to people's castle and take them out the castle. That's what people opinions should have went and did to him. Oh, it was an old lady too who like a son Superman. No, 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 no. I think she like she cheered for the Kings. I think, bro. She showed up to like a town hall meeting. She was like. Giving it to everybody, but I wish she was in Phoenix though, because I'm pretty sure she would win, like, went all in. But that was like an incredible blunder. Like, how do you hire this man, bro? Like, what's no the purpose? What the fuck? Other, what was the what purpose? What was the reason? <laughs> what purpose does he serve to be here? Like, nigga, you got one job, and to, it's, it's to make him like Phoenix. You here? That's the first step. Everything else will play itself. You got D book. 
they would have been great together. I don't. That's grounds to get your ass beat. Like we need a public stumping ground, a literal stumping ground, where when you do shit like that, you just get your ass whooped by the community Stump, who pay taxes. Nigga. <laughs> A waste of time and money, man. That man had, he could have been somewhere else. So he wasted other people's time. Because, you know, when you got to field candidates, you got to make calls and long hours in the office. And just to turn around and be like, eh, your services are no longer needed. This doesn't make no sense. They made that nigga move to Phoenix. Y'all ever been to Phoenix? <laughs> I have not, actually. No. That should make I you thirsty it. just looking at it. Like, I know... Uh, it's cool like it, it's hot as shit for no reason it, it's not fun I don't like it I'm not a fan mm. uh, neither is that coach cause he gone oh. he's out that's what I'm saying like they made that nigga move to Phoenix and then they did that that's some bullshit like I'd sue for like emotional damages or something like this <laughs> that's some shit you don't do that's evil mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man. Jesus. But um I did want to throw something in. I wanted to say shout out to Jalen Brown. Here. For uh that guy is and this is it's not like a shot to like, you know, the the NBA players association, like the leadership. Well he is in leadership too, but I guess the older leadership. Um, but for this, for like the, the young players who quote unquote may have been upset with LeBron um, and LeBron too, they really should get not necessarily put all the weight on Jalen Brown, but continue to make sure that they kind of let him be the one to steer the direction that they're going in. Because, like, you know, not like most people who try to step up and, and get into the movement. I love that he like vulnerable and he, you know, he clearly saying, I don't have all the answers, but I do know one thing that, you know, stuff got to change. And it's not about one person making calls to, you know, get whatever done, but we got to like commit, connect with the community first, always community first. And then after that, we can go, you know what I'm saying? To the national scale. Um, yeah, and I know y'all talked about that on y'all last show too, and I appreciate y'all for doing that. But um, if y'all want to kind of not rehash that entire conversation, but just touch on the importance of like why why you should focus on community first, and then you know the movement will naturally flow after that. Okay, um, shout out to Jalen Brown for reading books. Smartest nigga in the room. My woo, God. Cause I know Bron's still on page fifteen. With oh. anyway, fresh spot. Um, how the fuck is Jalen Brown that smart, bro? Like the shit I, I was doing at like twenty two, twenty three. I was dumb as fuck. That nah, he was encouraged. And uh, and, and Cal is a damn good school. Go there. Shout out to my sister. Anyway, for uh, Jalen Brown, um. The reason going to the community first is so important is because you got to build your house on a rock. You can't build it on the sand or the wash away. Like, you have to build it on a rock. You can't start top down. That's not going to work either. So, for Jalen Brown, he you got to go to these communities and assess what the problem is. Throwing money at problems you don't like, you aren't aware of is no good. You just throwing shit in the ocean. Mm. Like, what is this for? You gotta go and sit with these people and talk to them. You may not even have to spend that much money, but you don't know that because you won't go talk to nobody. You just writing whole blank check. You just writing checks like, all right, yeah, here go tell them what to do with it. Like, nigga, I don't know. Go find out. And that's why Jalen Brown is so instrumental in this process. And I appreciate him. Because you had niggas like LeBron calling Obama. Like, what the fuck he gonna do? He ain't organized the community <laughs> in seven years. <laughs> Press that so, older nigga shit, man. 
Yes, yes. It's a generational yes. gap. I think that's it, it, part, it is. part of it. Part it is. Of it. Not I, it is. Problem, but part of the yeah, problem. that's bad. it is. It's also the fact that um social media is all is like the driving force of all of this. Because like LeBron is a catalyst for a lot of what's going on. Not necessarily like the in the same fashion, but in 2010, we were transitioning. Like in the like in the time of social media, we were really starting to get online. Like the iPhone had was like on whatever with like iPhone three going in for whatever the fuck like we were going into that the galaxy um line was ramping up their competition and social media was as prominent as ever and with the way the 2008 election had gone with the way um lebron made his exit from cleveland and you got to see a lot of that shit in real time where you get the shock jocks and the skip bayless and the Stephen A. Smith's on TV every morning. You got people tweeting about that, and the tweet and the Twitter community keeps growing. And they do that shit for the engagements because then they take those clips and they put them online and they then drive further engagements. And it's just this endless cycle of theater. It's like where you, like, where guys would have time to actually flesh out stories and actually give you really good investigative uh, journalism practices. They got to go, they got a short list of notes and they got to go off the dome and they got to keep it real smooth as like as best they can. Keep the ums and the likes to a minimum. And (laughs) and they got to sit and disagree with shit they probably agree on. That's the other part of this. Like they're pushing ideas they don't even actually have some of the time. But that's the like that's the nature of the beast, and the shit could be different if they wanted it to be truly. But maybe they don't want to. Man, them checks look good. That money spend the same. Yeah. But going back to Jalen Brown, where all of this comes in is social media is driving all of this engagement. We hyped up Stephen A. Smith and Skip Bayless, Water Pistol Pete, Richard Sherman going there, telling him he had a better mm-hmm. life than him. Great television for the time, but how many years ago was that? Forever. Like it's like, but it's seen. But on Twitter, it all seems to be one long ass day or some shit. Because the time vortex of it doesn't seem that long, which is why they can do what they do, and people actually have the right reaction they have now. They think that shit still works. People are watching at this point because they don't have anything else. No one likes it. Yeah, I mean, I to me, going to Jalen Brown, like I knew he had next when he was um, facilitating that. Uh, he had like some sort of summit where like young players. It was a networking summit, and I was like, "Yo, this dude is all right." And he was that was like his rookie year or something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, to have the wherewithal to to organize that, like he got next. So as soon as we get those bums out of the uh NBA MBPA or whatever he got next and hopefully his mindset spreads because he gets it you know he knows he doesn't know everything but he knows enough to know what he doesn't know to go seek it out so you know he doesn't see himself as the exactly savior See, I think the problem, part of the problem, I can understand. I don't agree with it, but I can understand why Brian feels the way he feels because, at any anything happens, what the fuck does everybody say? Well, what does LeBron think? Well, mm-hmm. I can't wait to see what LeBron says. What? Oh, mm-hmm. I can't wait to hear what LeBron says about this in the post game, and then he speaks up. And you know, like I said and applied before, bro, it's elementary politics. Very rarely is LeBron gonna say or do wrong. Because the things that we're asking him to say are basic. Vote. Easy. Damn. That's so simple. A child can know to vote if you explain to them the shit. You know, don't shoot people. Whole novel concept. Like, that. it's all easy stuff. He's never, you know what I'm saying? He can carry a book, but he never made me want to read a book. 
based on what he's saying because I know he's not getting his information from a book. When Jalen speaks, I feel like, you know what I'm saying? He's like NBA no name with the shit. But mm-hmm. he's just, I think <laughs> Brian just assumes that, you know, because everybody wait to my word, my command, it's my word when I step in the room. And yeah. it's ha- kind of hard to fault that because mm-hmm. in some ways it's the absolute truth. But I think in this situation, what LeBron should have done is listen, you know, step back and let the actual smart people, but the problem probably isn't LeBron thinks he's smart as fuck. That he yeah. regurgitates <laughs> that basic element. He, he regurgitates the basic elementary politics. And you know what I'm saying? You speak that to a crowd. Like, look at Trump. Trump say the most basic shit. It'd be wrong, but it'd be basic. And the crowd go crazy. That's kind of how people, how journalists react to LeBron, how fans react to LeBron. So it's just like, nigga, I'm me. I'm, I'm going to call Obama because, nigga, who the fuck else got Obama number? I'm looking at you niggas like peasants. Who, oh, you can't call Obama? Bum ass nigga. Which, it, that don't mean <laughs> shit. It just mean you got Obama number. What the fuck can he do for us? He ain't got nothing to do with us. He had the opportunity to fix shit. So why the fuck are we calling him? He was the president. He could have <laughs> did what he wanted to do. He did it. Move on to the next nigga. So, yeah, it's there's different pe- too many people in one group want too many things somebody is going to just assume leadership and i'm pretty sure anytime that happens when lebron is in a room it's lebron so you know yeah. it should be Jalen, but it's brian i feel i feel for brian though because he has that shit just thrust upon him all the time mm-hmm. and it's wholly unfair like when the news came out with Kyrie being called the disruptor and all of that. Niggas was mad at Bron because he didn't say anything. But like, what the fuck is he? What was he, he gonna say? To say? He's a grown man. Like, what, like, <laughs> like, no one else had anything to say, but y'all mad at LeBron, right? right. Just the last week, when, as soon as the Bucks canceled, as soon as the Buck it came out that the Bucks weren't playing, what was the timeline saying? Man, we looking at LeBron, man. If he played, that's if we already know what time it is. And then he sit out. Well, why they sit out if he didn't have to sit out? Then what was this about? Like, goddamn. Mm-hmm. He can't win for losing, but sometimes he, can't win, he can like, definitely lose. Yeah, man. <laughs> go, go ask Abdul Nader, man. Go ask somebody. Like, and my biggest problem with all this stuff is that people are approaching the protests and the strikes and all of this stuff as if there is a definitive right and wrong answer. If we had definitive right and wrong answers, don't people think that we would pursue those things? Everything these NBA players tried to do, no matter which way, which option, which whatever, niggas shot it down. And I'm like, damn, what the fuck do y'all want? You asking these players to act? They act, you you talk down on it. Like, if what the... What are, first of all, what are you doing? Get your ass up off the phone, go do something. You not, shut the fuck up. You want niggas to be... uh. A fucking Black Panther. Well, nigga, throw the fit on. Go find some other fake-ass Black Panthers. Go out there and do the shit. Like, I just think people asking too much of players to solve a problem that is not their own. And that's really a us problem because mm-hmm. when the white people don't do nothing, it puts the mm-hmm. onus back on us. And that creates... Mm-hmm. Uh, we kind of carry the water for the... the yeah, like... Them, I, basically. Like, we, like, we turn... We turn yeah, like the Bucks, they, they're calling these representatives. Use your power, use your connection, use your name, use your status to talk to these representatives because only you can. These niggas still ain't did shit because they don't have to do shit because they don't want to do shit. So then it turns back to us like, damn, what do we do next? And when we don't do, quote unquote, something next, it's like, oh, these niggas ain't doing shit. They strike for nothing. Oh, the Bucks didn't play for nothing. Like, I respect that the Bucks said, hey, we strike, but we know what the fuck was going to come after this. That's respect. Like, okay, these niggas don't have it solved. You know, have it figured out. Maybe y'all can, you know, figure it out. I don't know, but these niggas don't have it together, but they're they're trying. Maybe they could try harder, but sometimes I don't even know what the fuck try harder means. Right. I have a plan. Like, okay, so... <clears throat> to your point, because I saw that sentiment a lot, and I think we even argued about this already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Nothing like, new under this sun. Yeah. <laughs> From my perspective, I don't think we're in a fight, right? Like racism is everywhere. Racism, like ten toes down, right? 
So people kind of feel like we're asking them to end racism. It's like, no, like they're in this fight against racism too. Like, and they've chose to participate in that fight against racism. So you have infinitely more leverage and power than the average nigga in this fight. So we're asking you to do us a solid and use that to the benefit of the rest of us. The problem is they don't know how to do that. But so what my thing is the rest of us. Like, can we definitively? I mean, we know things, you know, better water, better schools, all that bullshit. But like, <laughs> what definitively benefits the rest of us that they can actually do? Policy. Like, see, because my thing is the books. To me, the books. What they did should have been spread around all thirty-two teams. Like that should have been the agreement. All thirty-two, or excuse me, thirty owners. Um, should have been on the horn with lo- like this should have been planned out before they got to the bubble to be completely honest so you have a plan because throwing some random pre-approved phrases on the back of a jersey how did y'all think this was going to work it I'm wasn't killing us duh you didn't know what you see um, <laughs> equality on the back of a Gordon Hayward jersey Love I'm us. a young black man <laughs> <laughs> that's what i'm saying so like y'all exactly (laughs) oh okay (laughs) maybe we can give all black people nba jerseys with phrases on the back but we have to wear them 24 7 so when the cop sees us and we turn around they see black lives matter no, because they're gonna be like suit, D- no, they're gonna be like DW. <laughs> that sign can't stop me because I can't. <laughs> what the fuck is you saying? Am I gonna put the jersey <laughs> over my suit? What do I do? Yes. Hey, hey. You think no, I would have killed Martin Luther King if he had that jersey on? No. Because <laughs> he would have looked in that sniper and seen equality. Oh, well, wrong door. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. All right. But that but, goes back to the point we was making about you got to be in these streets because everybody's on Twitter and nobody seems to be following the right people and reading the right threads of what we actually want because we want to defund the police, if not abolish them. So for y'all niggas to be like, okay, well, let's call Obama. Nigga, how are you always on Twitter? Nobody seems to know that Sean King's a scammer. Nobody seems to know what we actually want and how to get policy change when there's countless threads on the stuff that needs to be done like nobody seems to know anything but so when you strike and you protest and you use your leverage and then you sit there looking goofy with no plan it's like come on mm-hmm. see the yeah. other part of this is when i'm looking at like what they could do and and it's a matter of you could sit out until all of this shit's done Cause I'm looking at not just the NBA and you know what, in this instance, in this particular situation, you know who I think has the most leverage? A-ball. SEC football teams. I'm sorry. If them niggas go, we ain't playing 12. They don't know no better. Hey, no, no, no. Cause here's the Mississippi state flag change. Yeah. So look, all it takes is three niggas to read books. Somebody on that football team got a decent GPA. That's all I'm saying. And he do the work. All it takes. I can listen to Craig. Fuck Craig. Hey. (laughs) But I tell you, but the thing about it is these players, even if they're not as articulate, they understand the moment because they understand racism. So it's not like they gotta live with these people. Like just because they football players don't mean shit. So if they have an opportunity to actually do something, if they so choose to pursue it. But I wouldn't dare put that onus on them. I'm just saying they kind of had the most leverage in terms of what people want and what they can do. I keep bringing it up. The Missouri football team, y'all like. SEC football. um, yeah, like the Missouri football team, when they said, um, uh, we not playing until this nigga get fired, until this happens and this happens, guess what happened? That nigga got fired, 
I, you know, that happened. That happened. And um, so, like, SEC football players may not understand what all they can do because they're 19, 18, 19, 20, 21. But they know, like, we can sit here until we figure it out. And that's what I kind of wanted the NBA to do. Sit there until you figure it out. Because you making headlines for one day, like, you can't re-strike like this. I, I, I feel like that was kind of a one-time, you had one big shot at that because people are going to try and, after the Missouri football team did that, they were trying to write legislation to prevent that from happening again. So they're going to figure out a way to keep niggas in check. That's why you got to get what you got to get before racism, like, re-ups and evolves. And they ain't do that. They let, they let racism get the baseline. You can't never get that up. No. They ain't had no help on that we side. <laughs> like, God dang, family. Help defense. Rotate. <laughs> A lot of backdoor layups by uh, good old racism. You saying racism out here running elevators? No. Uh, <laughs> Into the ground. Mark the hammer on the baseline. Wide open from the corner three. APJ hey, Tuck. Look, racism is playing like Mark Jackson on the sideline. Elev, uh, run it again. Knock it out of the park. <laughs> Without a doubt. <laughs> oh, so disrespectful. Yeah. That was a moment. Mm. That one slid. Yeah, slid by. Um, but yeah, that's uh, basketball and racism and basketball and racism. Brought to you by yours truly and my friends from Bonnet Gang. Whole lot of gang uh, shit. Gang gang. A, whole, a plethora of it. A whole lot of it. Cornucopia of gang shit, you feel me? In abundance. Uh, Cups right. runneth over word. with gang shit. <laughs> Abound. I love words. Gratata. Please. <laughs> That's the yopper. You better end this because we will keep going. <laughs> we will. <laughs> this shit is church. We will go. Uh, <laughs> speaking of all that, uh, no, nah, just one. Is he? <laughs> Wife find me just like gray hair, just attached to the computer with spider webs. Hey, Paul George, I told no, nah, damn. Dumbass. Hey, shout out to Paul George though. Like, they really ain't no shot to stop. No, 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 that's no, no, no. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. No, no, no. I just want to say, I think that the media did him wrong. You know what? But if I wouldn't have said that shit if I was Paul George, but they did him wrong in that because yes. I mean that shit will separate real niggas from the fake and he just you know he admitted it most niggas won't admit it but he admitted it but it was fucked up how they was talking about him it was like two things with that though well one thing I think now we know and we know to treat it with care and to handle it right but I think all the other stuff was because of the playoff P you know, he caught some strays because of like how the Clippers been moving. Like, you know, I would say that that's fair. His bad. People His be bad. Like, hey, right, hey man, you you looking fun in the light, and you told us when the playoffs come, uh, Pietro show up or P- playoff P show up or whatever it was. Um, but now, like you know, it you know, I feel that. But I also did notice it was a big difference when Braun was kind of hinting towards that. I noticed like how the conversation was uh was had. It wasn't as delicate as that was. It was, you was know, like, oh, here you go again, more excuses. And he basically you know said what? the same thing. He was like, I mean, it's definitely an excuse. But yeah, it's look. I'm gonna tell you, like, one that you can handle with care. Yeah, it's yeah. Right. it's like, oh, that's the and case. I think well, the way he presented it was better than you. Not, not. That's a bad way to say that. I'm glad he didn't do it the way that Paul George did it because we would uh, we still be talking about that joke right now. Or he never See, leave that now. The thing with Paul George is Paul George don't know when to shut the fuck up. So I remember when we were talking about the NBA bubble and um, Sean and I were talking about it and we and Brian had mentioned it was a 
going into the bubble had felt akin to doing a bid, right? And niggas was falling all down. It's a, it's a resort, and da, 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 da. but I'm like, fam, your family gone. It's a whole bunch of men. All you can do is play basketball. Ain't no bitches. Like, you just in there. All you can do is read and exercise. That sounds like prison. As far as as it has been explained to me at, like, the most basic level, outside of the cruelty and the forced slavery and all of the other shit, like, abolish the prison industrial complex. But seriously, though, being in a space like that, for a long time you go stir crazy um it's just really not a good look and i didn't appreciate how people belittled his mental health like yeah he he really should have shut the fuck up going back and forth with dame because when like shawnee said when the playoffs hit he turned back into a pumpkin but that's (sighs) ultimately people it's fucked up but like people choose their fates in a way, mm-hmm. he chose this, and that's really what he got to deal with. Right. Unfortunately, it's not gonna stop, um, because you know, I mean, that sounds awful to say too. But the game is the game. Like you, you don't have a good game. We're gonna be like, hey man, you didn't play a good game. We understand you got some stuff going on, but you know, it's just like everything else in life. You go to work with stuff going on. You know, nobody really knows what you got going on. It's just going to judge you based off what they're supposed to be judging you on. I think the other part of this is he not the only person with this issue. Like, it's not like everybody else come in and he's stuck there. So for that to come out like that, and I know other guys are feeling it too, mm-hmm. but because Danny Green was um talking about something similar. Extremely candid. Yeah. I don't like a fuck about no Danny Green. Exactly, but that's not the point. Problem. But that's not the point. Danny Green got the kind of Danny Green's the kind of nigga who has like he understands he got a problem, but you can't tell him shit about it. So he was saying like people on are are cyberbullying me, and it's hard to be online. Nigga, play better. Like all you got to do is make your shot. If you make your shot, we don't cheer for Danny Green. This is literally how this works. If you are good, we are good to you. It's that simple. If you out here, you 0 for 6 and you mad, you get online and people calling you bad. Like, you missed everything, bro. Like, what do you call that? You don't call it good? We was, we, we was, get them next time, Danny, 87 games ago. It's the playoffs. Let's get it. But that's the type of person Danny Green is. Mind you, Danny Green the type of nigga take a selfie at Auschwitz. Uh, Do with that what you will. Shout out to playoff P, I guess. I don't know. I, I said I thought he was hurt. I just I guess I mistaked his physical health for his mental health. But again, bro, I I don't know what you're looking for when you say that out loud, especially as an athlete. Like um are do you want my sympathy? Do you want me to say, well, those bad games aren't excused anymore? Uh you good. Like, is that what you want? Like, what's the end game? And I hate to say that about a nigga speaking on his mental health, but I mean that could be rude. I don't know. I'm I'm an asshole, so my thing is he needed to lead with that. If you're gonna go the mental health route and like I wanna help other athletes, I wanna make them feel, you know, like they're not alone or whatever, whatever, or I just wanna share my story. You waited until you was on Instagram acting up. So mm-hmm. now it kind of like we're not because everybody else as, in the past when look at it. Yeah, like we're not as progressive as a nation to seriously be dealing with mental health like this. So we need to be dealing with it in the best circumstances. So if that was happening, you gotta have the wherewithal to stay off Instagram, my dude. You got to stop putting other people's names in your mouths and stuff like that. Because, like, when you're going back and forth with Dame and having these little spats and and associating in any way with Patrick Beverly, like, you should have denounced Patrick Beverly. That was your problem. <laughs> you get no sympathy until you denounce Patrick Beverly. So when we see all of that going on and then we see, uh, you know, Jermichael Green's, like, he got to tune out the fans. There are no fans. 
and, and now oh, you're introducing you know it's a zoom call on the wall like what are we doing and, and then you introduce this element that may very well be it's lost in too much stuff so people are going to have a hard time digesting that because they weren't ready in the first place but now it's like extra it's extra hard pause <laughs> <laughs> you weren't supposed that to do that. Funny. You was on the wall. Like you was supposed. I, was, I didn't know that it could be heard. I just a whole lot of game. Yes, that's really why I told you you should have ended it. You was supposed to <laughs> slide by that. Like you, <laughs> I might put this on Patreon. <laughs> just break us off something, niggas. Niggas, yeah. But yeah, man, like, yeah, you put people in a weird, it's like somebody, you cracking jokes with somebody and they like, man, I just had a cancer scare. And it's like, okay, like, man, now we, we was like, just posting back and forth. Awkward. Yeah, we in an awkward space now. Yeah, man, now you just like, yeah. See, my thing with that is also, I hate when people play like that. Because if we going to play like this, this is how we going to play. Like, don't change the rules when your feelings get hurt. Because the thing about tables, they turn, like slopes are slippery, sliders slide, all right? They go whenever which direction. You you can't be good with it today and be upset with it tomorrow and think that's cool. You can't entertain it like when it's not you and then be upset when it come greet you. Not sensibly anyway. It happens, but it can't be sensibly. Like that's the energy you've been harboring. So for Paul, really for Paul George to get on Instagram and, and act a fool like as he's been doing clowning on the bench or what have you all of that shit and then you get up here man my mental health is hard it's not that it's not serious but it's hard to take serious right because yeah it, everything is like precedent like, <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna think about like all this stuff beforehand it's natural human emotion for you to for us to be like well and it's not trying to dismiss it. And um, I think that's, that's just what it is. And that's just what it is. I do hope they're getting, like, mental, like, uh, health resources in the bubble, though, if they need them. <laughs> no, nigga, we got a DJ set. Like, what, what, do, you, what do you want? <laughs> Throw them in the, uh, the, the cryogenic chamber. <laughs> they uh, like, mental Go health? No, we dance. have a DJ outside by the pool. <laughs> Go dance. Isn't that what y'all do? To... <laughs> yeah, let me get y'all out of here, man. <laughs> I was going to say. We now won't go again. Uh, like, <laughs> no, I'm just playing. Okay, I'm <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> what y'all got going on next, man? When y'all going to record again? Right Super after this. Tomorrow. After this? <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I cannot wait, wait. we recording after this? I'm going to go to Waffle Are we? Phil, I like, Oh, 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 yeah, niggas. We did not. No. <laughs> hey, we really high key be winging it. We are a highly organized wingers. Look, look, Shawnee, in the chat, we agreed this would be our lone pod recording for the week. Oh, she probably agreed to it. Let me see. She did. I did. We had, we had the conversation. We did. Hey, she told y'all she was in route. <laughs> I'm talking about. And, it, and then we got man, the, special guest. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool though. It happens. Lord. No, no, we keep new after 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 the uh rundown. I asked, I said, and then just going with the rest of the show. And you and look 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 what's in there. Alright then. <laughs> Alright then. No, I thought you were talking about this show. I wasn't. I was asking how we were going. So there was just a whole bunch of miscommunication. Essentially, yes, we were unclear. Because yeah. he sent the rundown, so I thought you were talking about the rundown. And I thought you, we were talking about, like, so are we recording this bit for his show? And then recording our own? And I was like, nah, we just gonna record his show. That's what I thought was the... Okay, then oh, that yeah, was my misunderstanding. Okay. All right, well, everybody was on a page. I had no. We all look the same. Hey, listen, we all have our moments, bro. We all have our moments. I ain't open a book. We do. I'm just glad I remember because. <laughs> Tell me. Man. <laughs>